Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Well, welcome everybody to Menlo Midweek, and my name is Jessica. But if you've listened for a while, you know when I start the podcast, that means that Mark is not here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a special He's episode no for you us. today. <laughs> He's no longer with us. Um, uh, yeah, so we have a special episode coming to you today. But before we get into that, I just want to make a quick note that normally on Fridays, we release Phil in the U. Phil, I almost Phil, Phil in, in the, the blank, but Mark said Phil in the U blank. Last week and it was just perfect. This week we will not be having one of those. We will have one Aww. of those next week. This week we don't have it because most of our leadership is on at a conference. Not Mark; he's somewhere else. So instead, you guys get blessed with the one and only singing pastor, sure, Adam Hendricks, it's me, mm-hmm. hey, mm-hmm. and Thanks, the bearded rabbi pastor, mm-hmm. yes, Keith Riley, yes. Yeah, really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, everybody's gone to the eco conference. It's Who's right. still in their office? Oh, there's Adam. It's and Keith. what? There's like nobody <laughs> here we, right now. To be honest, it's like the substitute teachers are in. <laughs> yes, like, no. we push out the TV with the VCR ready <laughs> to play a movie for us. So good. But Mark is actually, uh, or was in Disneyland yesterday. So my opening question for you guys is: If you lived in southern california and you had your annual pass to disneyland and you could work remotely where in disneyland would you choose to post up for the day oh great question like bob goff style yeah yeah Yeah. great bob goff works from tom sawyer island sometimes he's a christian author that fits bob i I could see him on tom sawyer's island you know um yeah i mean there's so many options i'll stick to just the main Disneyland park. Cause I sure. could also probably go on a whole podcast on the DCA park, <laughs> but I'll limit uh, my amount of answers to okay, this great. Thanks. to say, uh, I think the obvious answer for me uh, <laughs> would be to be in Batu, also known as galaxy's edge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would probably set up near the Ronto Wrap station Ooh, yeah. because I like okay. a good Ronto Wrap. They do breakfast, breakfast and lunch. Good. So I could get a little breakfast there, wait, get a little lunch there as well. Have pretty good view when I want to just poke my head around and see uh, God's most beautiful spaceship, the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> um, and uh, on occasion, just be able to wave to Chewbacca, you know, like that yeah. just kind of really hits it. Um, and then after hours, I could go to uh, the one spot where there are adult beverages uh, that are served in Disneyland mm. for a little happy hour at the end of the workday, obviously, obviously, once I yeah. clocked off. But yeah. if you said anything different, I'd, I think I would have walked out of this room because yeah, that's just yeah. too perfect for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's funny is like, I think we've been to Disneyland like four times now, which globally is quite a bit <laughs> yeah. but Not i'm sitting from, yeah. next to two of the biggest <laughs> disney, <laughs> disney freaks no. in the entire world no. so i feel really ill-equipped but i'm not even kidding you i was gonna i don't even know all these names but i was thinking what's that little roastery place at, in the star wars area see i don't yeah. i don't know the names, that's how sick we are yeah, we were just thinking yeah, about yeah, being yeah. in the same spot so if i'm gonna go different uh i would I'll go to DCA, mm-hmm, as you mm-hmm. call it. Yes. 
And uh, I think I would go somewhere by what's the the mountains where the water is coming down. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of area. Do you know? What I'm yes, Grizzly about? River Rapids oh, area. Yeah, 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 yeah Redwood yeah. Forest okay. vibes. Yeah, it's like it's California outdoors a little bit. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd find a little. Spot it's peaceful around. there too. You could, peaceful. you could hear things on your Zoom calls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's good. that's yeah, usually yeah. where they have the good churros. Is oh, that one right, right. there? One yeah. of the ones right there. I um I think I would probably do and mostly because of the food somewhere by Thunder Mountain because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's my favorite ride and yeah. the restaurant Rancho Zocal. Oh yeah. Is yeah. a really good Mexican restaurant. Mm, they have yeah. this taco salad that's so good. So yeah. there's tons of tables. So Great I feel like horchata cold brew yes. to hit that afternoon yes. caffeine fix too. So I feel like day. it's a good. It's outdoors, so you could still people watch a little bit. You've got the good food. You got a good drink every once in a while. I could take a break and go ride Thunder Mountain. It's great. And it still feels like, you know, it doesn't feel, I mean, it's obviously still Disneyland, but because yeah. I don't know what it is, but the colors yeah. in that area are just more like mm-hmm. calm, I, I guess. Like, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a good moment to just say, um, I think a great podcast that we could spin off on this would be uh, the theology of Disneyland. So if you want that, um, we need you to write in to ask about it because otherwise my (laughs) bosses will just think I'm slacking off. So if you want that podcast, write in and demand that Menlo Church does the theology of Disneyland. Text us 650-600-0402. Or if you've got connections to Club 33, we could podcast live from Club 33, 100%. Bring the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> to Club 33. We're willing to do that for we you, will but do that. we need your we help. We will do that. <laughs> also, well, fun start to this. Uh, so this last week, Scott Pombush uh, wrapped up our Hearing God four-week series. Uh, Keith, you want to do a quick little overview of what he talked about? Absolutely. Should I lower my voice and octave? Yeah, if you could do an like imitation Pombush? of him, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was a great kind of wrap up to it because I, I he focused on one of the key things that I think we stumble upon when we are approaching listening to God or hearing from God is this um, kind of fascination that most of the time when we turn to God, it's because we're deeply searching for an answer to something, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's a deep question in life. Should I take this job? Should I move to this place? Should I... Um, dive deeper in this relationship. And that's often maybe sometimes the first time people turn to God, which is great. It's good that, the, that we do that. Um, but Scott really hit on, okay, for one, if we do that, how do we uh, healthily hear from God in that setting and not just uh, feel our stomachs kind of churn and be like, oh yeah, that's the right answer to the mm-hmm. problem. Um, but I think he really hit at the core um, that I really got from his message was, that that's definitely part of the reason that we come to to hear from God. But first, we need to think about: Can we just be with God? Mm. Can we just be with God and realize that first of all, God just wants to be with us yeah. and not be? I think he used the illustration of the magic eight ball that we just yeah. to get the right answer. <laughs> yep. um, but that it's so much easier to hear from somebody and and to get guidance from someone if we're in relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And so, what does it look like mm-hmm. for us first to just establish rhythms in our life? where we are just being present to God, uh, attending to the voice of God uh, in our lives. Yeah, that's really good. It was it was a good sermon. Uh, so f- the first week, uh, Cheryl talked a little bit about just setting up the series of mm-hmm. what does it look like to actually listen and be quiet before God. And I know I shared that it's a struggle for me to like really be silent. Mm-hmm. Like even when I've been practicing this, I still put on like my... Um, 
my air purifier in my room, so it makes a little bit of noise. Nice, um, nice. Partially because I have tinnitus, and so there's always a loud buzzing in my ears. So it's nice to have Is something right? to drown that out. I do. I never do that. Yeah. I kind of forget about it because I constantly have things to drown it out. But every once in a while, I'm like, oh, yep, there it is again. Um, So, yeah. So I think I I practice this actually a lot more. Sometimes it feels like such a basic core thing for our – it is a basic core thing for our relationship. But I think for myself, having been a Christian for so long, I just kind of like – forget about it and still mm-hmm. just do those one-sided prayers of going to him. So I really enjoyed like the reminder of that. Um, week two, we talked about listening through scripture. How do you do that with reading scripture without kind of, you know, abusing it or misusing it in a way? Mm-hmm. And then last week, Cheryl talked about listening in community with friends, a trusted life group, that kind of stuff. And what does that look like in our lives? Um, anything like jump out to you guys in this series that just really felt like this was either a great reminder for you or you've had great conversations about it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I could say a lot, but I'll try <laughs> to, uh, you know, shorten it up a little bit. I think part of the, the power of doing a sermon or a series like this right now is this is my, um, understanding it, talking with friends and working with young adults in our current, just, uh, world of technology, world of um, so much information mm-hmm. that's available to us. There seems to be a yearning and a desiring for uh, the transcendent that's coming back, um, mm. which I think is such a great time for us as a church, as yeah. Christians, to help remind people that Christianity is not just a, a, a kind of a moral uh, a set of laws. Mm-hmm. It's not just a tribe to be a part of, but at the core of what we're doing here, it's a spiritual en- endeavor. I know that sounds a little like, duh, <laughs> but I think sometimes we forget that. Yeah, Those absolutely. Are, like you said, I've been a Christian the majority of my life and grew up in the church. And sometimes we just forget this. It's not just about reading the Bible and doing the right things. It's like, we're actually communing communing with a God who is on the move, mm-hmm. a God who is working and wants to bring his kingdom to this earth. So that that's just sort of my general overview of this series of like, man, I I love this. And and then I'm curious what you guys think about this, but like, uh, and then at the same time, sort of the spectrum deal of like, uh, I think it's important also that we don't go all the way to the other <laughs> side of the spectrum where hearing God can be so much about like uh, we're constantly looking for uh, images everywhere mm. and we're constantly, yeah. you know, we're we're asking God to tell us what to eat for dinner. Yeah. You know, that's a stupid example. But so I just think we, we've got a really cool um, place to talk about this in our world where thoughtfulness matters, our logic matters, brains matter. Mm. But also, we we need to remember it's a spiritual endeavor. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that hunger for faith that is not just believing in something, but experiencing yes. God, experiencing God. And um, yeah, I I think that if you want to dive deeper into this, obviously Cheryl mentioned Week One. Um, my favorite book on this topic is um, from a. USC philosopher uh, named Dallas Willard, <laughs> and uh, I think it's in chapter eight of his book. Uh, 
he goes into like a full kind of guidance of those kind of guardrails to just help us. How do we actually hear from God? Because um, that's always a little bit, I think, of the question for most people is we, 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 we think that God is near us. We think that God probably speaks, but how do I figure mm-hmm. that out? What does that look like? And mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the series because it was helping people with those real practicalities of it, where sometimes the way we set up church, it's um, we come in to let somebody else do the talking to God, mm-hmm. and then they tell yeah. us what is yeah. going on, and they're like, <laughs> okay, cool, and then we can go about our life. And so, um, but I think there is this real hunger for, um, I mean, we're doing starting point right now. We're teaching uh, week number two tonight, and we're talking about a with God life. Mm-hmm. So to have a with God life means that there needs to be communication. And what does that look like for us? And so, um, yeah, so I thought all in all the series was really helpful, practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really helped me because I, like when I eat a pancake and I see it in the, I'm like, that's the face of Jesus in the pancake. <laughs> And I can tell that Jesus is speaking to me through my breakfast. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah I yeah. see that I, with bacon. I, yeah. Yeah. Cheryl talked yeah. about that in week three. I remember that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the, pan- the pancake Jesus. The pancake Jesus. I see Jesus more in my toast, but I mean, to, to each to their own bread item. You know? Do you have one of those toasters that puts a face on? Have you yes, seen them? Yes, <laughs> like used, it used to one? be Darth Vader, but then I found that I kept turning to the dark side, so I decided oh, to switch up yeah, to the yeah, Jesus yeah. toaster side, so walk good. more in the way. <laughs> Thanks so, for rolling with my stupid joke. Yeah, of course, always. Uh, throughout this series, um, Cheryl shared a little bit. I've shared, um, we had a special guest, Rochelle shared um, their experience of what hearing God to them was like. Do you guys have an example of that in your life, whether it was like, the actual voice of God or just, you know, I think that was God and turned out to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something you ate the night before. Is that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can go first for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I think this would be an example of the entirety of what we were talking about in the series and what, uh, just how it can look different. Um, but yeah. So when I was living in Chicago, I, I was just really wrestling with, um, not just my job, but I just changed a lot about who I was mm-hmm. as a musician and was just wrestling with a lot of that stuff. And so I went to uh, this little local, uh, like, oh, like monastery type thing that you mm-hmm. could just go to and book for the day. And so I went there an entire like work day, eight hours and did complete silence. Mm-hmm. And at one point I was sitting by this lake uh, and, uh, you know, I'd been silent at that point for like five-ish hours. And I just just felt the the nudge and urge to pull out my wallet and look at my driver's license. And I sort of read through it and I was like, huh, what is this all about? And then I started thinking about this concept of uh, this is this is my identity. Like mm-hmm. when people ask, you know, we need a piece of your uh, identification, right? This is how I identify myself in the world, my name, my what I look like, all of my external qualities. And so I just was thinking about that, and then I just felt this uh, whisper to look at the water. And as I was looking at this water, uh, thinking about how water uh, changes depending on its, you know, what container you put it in, Mm. its fluid, it changes. And then just had this insight of like, but that's not, like God speaks to the essence of what water is. Like it Mm. will change on the external, it'll change depending on its container. Uh, but there's a creator that is speaking like to a molecular level of mm. what water <laughs> is, right? Uh, and so uh, that 
might not sound like anything to anybody else, but in that moment, there was just this powerful spiritual insight of like so much of my life had been built on. I was uh, an athlete, I was a musician, and you know, I, I, these external identities, and I felt in that moment, God just telling me, there is an internal essence of who you are that I have knit together. And that is what I want to, I want to strip away all the rest. Mm. Uh, that will come and go, it will change. But there's an essence yeah. of your identity that is intact. And, and it, it wasn't until years later, uh, you guys have heard me talk about this, I'm sure plenty of times, but I, I heard a teaching by Henry Nowen who talked about this concept of like our identities. And as he was speaking, I was just like, oh, this is what I've always been wrestling mm. with. And Henry Nowen talks about like our ultimate identity as being a child of God, right? Mm. So yeah, that, that was just such a moving thing for me. And I, I think why I've thought about that story a couple of times in the past few weeks is, would I have been able to hear those whispers of God if I wouldn't have been quiet? Yeah. Like that was such an important part of that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that, that's an example for that's me. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I think for me too, it came out of uh, intentional silence and solitude. Uh, the year was <laughs> 2015. <laughs> and uh, it was the first time that my feet ever graced god's chosen land of california <laughs> i had come out for uh my first week intensive with the renovari institute and uh part of that week-long experience is that you do 24 hours of silence uh and so it was the first time i ever gone definitely that long in silence and luckily they start us out like at after dinner one night and so you get to sleep for like a good chunk of the silence so that that always helps <laughs> uh but the next day i was like okay what do i do um and so i went off on a hike and uh it was great uh the retreat center is beautiful it um uh, had a nice little hike up into the mountains there in santa barbara and uh, as i was going along um i'd been reading from scripture uh in the gospel of john and Throughout the first few chapters of John, um, Jesus continues to say, come and see. That's uh, this kind of continued phrase that he uses several times. And so I'm starting on this hike, and I just kind of hear those words, just come and see, uh, mm. spoken over me. And so I kind of going along the path, and I get to this like gorgeous little grove of eucalyptus trees. Mm. And I'm like, oh, you know, at this time I was still living in the ugly lands of Texas, and so I was like, <laughs> my gosh, look at this beauty! And I just felt uh, Jesus say, "Come and see." And it was like Jesus and I were just all of a sudden on this little hike together, and went up a little further, and all of a sudden I could see the ocean, mm. uh, and not fully, but just a little bit. And it was, and then again, Jesus just saying, you know, there's a better view up here. Come and see. And so I kept going up and I get to this beautiful overlook section and I'm like looking over the whole town of Santa Barbara out to the coast. Um, the mountains are kind of behind me. And uh, I just had this vivid kind of um, moment of imagination where God just kind of helped me imagine that part of Santa Barbara being formed and created by the Trinity. Um, mm. And uh, this vast beauty coming out of our vast, beautiful uh, triune God. And I'd been studying an image of an icon uh, that a guy named Rublev did. Uh, he's a Russian icon painter, and it's a little icon of the Trinity. And so I could just imagine that little icon of the Trinity uh, up on a hill, uh, just delighting in the creation, kind of laughing together. 
And then I felt a very real sense of uh, like hands on my back Mm -hmm. uh, and God just speaking over me. And how much more do I delight in you? Mm. Um, And Mm -hmm. so seeing this beauty of creation, Mm -hmm. sensing God's uh, hand upon me saying, I delight even more in you and that. And um, just had a a while where I just sat in that and, and God spoke some things to me that I needed to hear. And it was just this beautiful uh, space where, um, again, I had kind of set myself into, uh, well, I was forced into some silence and solitude, um, <laughs> but it was this intentional space and, and God met me there in that and used some frameworks that I had already been in, in that passage of scripture, in art, and in the, the book of nature um, to just kind of speak to me into those, into those moments. And mm. it was beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks for sharing this. Um, so Mark wanted me to ask you guys, um, from a formation standpoint, uh, where does formation plus the Sunday sermon and any other suggested spiritual, spiritual practices intersect? Like, why is it more important, uh, or why is it important to going further than just listening to the message on Sunday? Mm -hmm. I like how you did preference that Mark wanted that question (laughs) asked so that if we thought it was a hard or unwanted question, it's Mark's fault. Or if it was dumb or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I think this goes into any of the messages that we, that we hear on Sunday and you're all you listeners, you're already doing a great first step and, and thinking more about that message by listening to this podcast. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fear of all speakers is, uh, the reality that we know that most people retain like 10% of what is said in a Mm -hmm. message like that. Um, and you only even retain that if you sit with it and chew with it afterwards. And so I think it's important just to even think through as we're coming to the end of a series like this, you know, where did I feel this deep nudge from God Mm. and where's there an invitation for me to go deeper? So maybe it was this week with Scott and you, uh, sensed this, uh, this urging question of like, do I ever turn to God for discernment? on mm. things maybe you know we talked about how sometimes that's the only time we turn to god but there's some of us that we never really turn to god for that we have other things that we turn to all the time and we're able to measure out really well and figure out the the logical next steps for where we need to go and so what would it look like to just give god our our uh our seeking and maybe just start with like one easy little question this week god where should i go get lunch mm-hmm <laughs> It sounds like so weird and simple, but sometimes I will do that and just like, hey, where, where, should I go for like a little walk right now? Or should I go to this little space? And I'll just kind of, I'll feel a little nudge of where to go. And sometimes it doesn't lead to anything, but sometimes I run into somebody in my mm. path that I needed to see, or they maybe need to see me. And so maybe it's, uh, if you, we've never turned to God for discernment, maybe it's just turning to God with some small little questions and just yeah. getting a feel for what that, that might even feel like <laughs> in our lives. But I think, too, even with that, just giving the space for God to be with you, inviting him into the situation, whether, like you said, like, maybe I'll go to lunch and I won't, doesn't feel anything special, but a a delicious meal. But just the fact that you ask God to be with you in that space and bless that food, and that's still a relationship right there. Yeah, and and it's just a small step in, you know, one of the last things Scott talked about was kind of the giving up of our will in situations. Can we uh, differentiate ourselves from the decision and the question mm-hmm. so much and that we're willing to go where God kind of leads us? And so mm-hmm. uh, before we get to like the big spaces of giving up our will, what if practicing that little yeah. thing? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I love that. I, I, 
if I asked that question all the time, I'd just be assuming that God would always point me to tacos. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah. that, most of the time, that is God's will. <clears throat> the God-ordained food. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, so going off the spiritual practices part of that question, you know, I, th- I think all of us, I can't imagine anybody listening to this would ever, if we said, hey, do you want to hear from God more? None of us would ever say no. <laughs> I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, for me, I grew up with spiritual practices being such a burdensome uh, piece of my life. Obligations. Mm-hmm. Like, read the Bible because you're supposed to. Um, do a quiet time because you're supposed to. You know, all, all these things were just something that felt so uh, weighty and like I just had to. And I think a big... Uh, shift for me is the understanding that spiritual practices are actually a practice of of entering into the presence of mm-hmm. God and sort of learning how to do that. And so, you know, when we say, yes, I want to hear from God more, part of what we're doing with spiritual practices is putting ourselves in the position of, of listening more, of quieting ourselves. And, uh, you know, we both shared like times of solitude or silence. And uh, man, it'd be great if we do that all the time, but most of us, our lives are not in a space where I can go do an eight-hour silence period <laughs> every week, right? Yeah. Um, so that's where like daily spiritual practices for me certainly, mm-hmm. you know, put me in a place every morning when I journal and I just do silence with God. That that starts training my my mind and uh, throughout the day just to take a, a little space away from from technology or you know, distractions and just, and be open to hearing. So I think those, that that's why they're called practices is they sort of train us. They mm-hmm. develop us into a, a greater awareness of God's presence with us all the time. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, Thanks. You're welcome. So we got a couple questions from our online uh, church audience. Mm. Uh, how do I talk about hearing God with someone who isn't a Christian? Ooh. Mm. Let's get, uh, mm. you want to take a step? <laughs> no, you go ahead. You, you go ahead. I, I had a pretty good answer, but you go ahead. You go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, well, the first thing I'd say is like, on. I think that, this is going back to what I said earlier. I think right now there is a pretty big openness mm. to this uh, in our culture. That's just, you know, anecdotally. It, it seems like there has been a little bit of a return of like mystical uh, belief of like, okay, I think something might be going on here. I don't believe it's, you know, Christianity or something. And so I think that's always a good spot. Like, I don't think people necessarily think you're crazy, Mm. but I think there are ways, uh, to gently enter the conversation Mm -hmm. (laughs) with folks is what I'd Mm -hmm. say. Uh, maybe you don't want to lead with saying like, God showed me a pancake and I took this job, right? Like, you might not want to leave with your most extreme. Yeah. Don't uh, lead with God told me I'm going to marry you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely but don't leave with that there, one. There are some <laughs> definite no's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think there, there are ways to, to talk about it uh, that might, uh, in, in my experience, actually turn people on uh, mm-hmm. to like this, this idea. Cause people, again, uh, are really interested and want to believe that mm-hmm. there is something bigger and higher going on. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's okay, you know, just to be honest, but also just using a language that might just be a little more gentle. I don't know how to say that exactly mm-hmm. how I do it, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think, 
it's always as weird as we think in our heads. Like we mm-hmm. think to ourselves, oh, mm-hmm. they're going to think I'm just crazy. Um, Especially so. thinking back, like for me, you know, if you grew up in the church at all, I feel like we were told evangelism was like either you're going to a different country to tell mm. people about Jesus or you're, you hear about people or see people standing on the street corner like yelling John 3.16 at you. And I think, I hope, that like kind of phase is over where now people are more open to the idea of, like you're saying, like Jesus or like a higher power. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, slapping them across the face with a Bible or, you know, telling them, come to my church because, you know, all of X, Y, and Z, but more of like, there's this God who loves you. And like wants to have a relationship with you and just keeping it more at the foundation of what we really believe. I think people are way more, like you're saying, Adam, like way more open to that side of it and Mm -hmm. not just maybe not the capital C church quite yet, but they're open to this Jesus who loves you more than Santa Barbara, which is a beautiful place. So that's big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think like that's, the power of like also us living in the way of Jesus moment by moment mm-hmm. too, because if you are an angry uh, person who is just constantly like hard to be around, <laughs> like somebody's probably not going to uh, lend a lot of credence to you yeah. saying like, yeah, uh, you heard God sort of nudge you to do something, mm-hmm. but how much more powerful is it if someone is around you all the time is just mm-hmm. like, man, I just really like this person. Yeah. They're just so loving and kind and yeah. just calm and, and non-anxious. Mm-hmm. It's like how much more power does that have when you sort of speak something like that? My assumption is that that person would be like, Ooh, yeah. that's uh, interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And lead like Jesus did, ask questions back to mm, them a little mm. bit. You know, I yeah. think often we can find some pretty neutral middle ground with people of, you know, whatever they might believe. And so sometimes you can even frame things uh, to, like Adam was saying, that more gentle space, but just asking questions and asking them a little bit of what they, mm-hmm. what they think about it. So that's really that's good. Great. Yeah. All right, another question that came in. What other spiritual practices do you recommend for practicing hearing and conversating with God? Yeah, I I mean, I I think we covered a pretty wide gamut throughout this series. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll just start listing a bunch of things. Write these down. (laughs) And if any of them sound good, let us know. Uh, Obviously, in the series, we talked about uh, discernment from Scripture. I think especially uh, Lectio Divina as, mm-hmm. a, as a way to be able to hear from God in Scripture. Um, we talked about listening in community, and I, I think if you're really interested in that, there's some really cool stuff in that arena, uh, listening prayer groups, uh, spiritual direction. Um, there's ways in which you can uh, step into some very ancient practices that have been going on for a long time and figure out how do I hear from God mm-hmm. in a little communal s- setting. Um, sitting in silence with others is a pretty interesting thing to do. Um, walking in nature mm-hmm. and listening to nature. Richard Foster talks about there's two great books that God reveals himself to us in, the book of scripture and the book of nature. Mm-hmm. So 
Like again, um, we don't live in Santa Barbara, but we live in uh, an equally, I think, a beautiful spot. Yeah. And so maybe we find God out in that. Maybe just pay attention when you're on a walk. Um, or in Disneyland. Or Disneyland. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Bring it full circle. Full circle. <laughs> yeah, I Sorry, mean, th- those were, I think, a few that we that we kind of hit on mm-hmm. throughout the series. Um, so Adam, why don't you t- dive us a little deeper into, into some, some <laughs> Yeah, of here's 12, 12 more <laughs> off the top of my head. Uh, no, I'll just throw in a couple uh, that are just important for me. And I've talked about one of them in this podcast many times, but uh, prayer journaling yep. is something I do yep. every morning. And and I just mention a, a lot these days because that, that's just something I never grew up doing. And it's actually very, very meaningful to me. Sometimes it can be hard for me to pray. Uh, just sitting down and just praying traditionally uh, with God. And so uh, what I do is I do three straight pages of just free form uh, thoughts to God. I call it therapy with God. And and that, you know, if I had to name one practice in the past few years, that's just really helped me identify patterns. And sometimes I'll read back and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Mm. Uh, that was so obvious, but I didn't know it until I really just sort of journal that open to God. Mm-hmm. And then prayer walks, which I think you said something like that. So that's yeah. nature too, but um, that's just something that's uh, just been so meaningful to me lately. Taking specifically a passage of scripture and, and just meditating on it real slowly and uh, sort of communing with God in that way. Yeah, I, I know that. I wish I'd had, I had, I do have the time. I wish I had the discipline to journal every day because I know that when I do spend the time to journal I always just like usually Mm -hmm. get something big from it or maybe Mm -hmm. not big but just something Mm -hmm. from it and a big part of uh my spiritual formation also comes through worship music Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of times what I like to do is um I have like a playlist that I listen to that just kind of let it you know just be open to it listening to the lyrics and just seeing if anything sticks out to me. And sometimes I write the lyrics down if something does. Um, or my therapist actually recommended like art therapy almost. So it's mm-hmm. I did the mm-hmm. same same practice, but instead of writing, I drew a little bit more. And I will yeah. tell you, I am not an artist, so you don't have to be an artist to do this. <laughs> I drew really funny looking pictures, but they meant a lot to me and I still remember what they look like. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then on like kind of what you're saying with nature too, like anytime I get over to the beach, I just like cannot grasp Mm -hmm. the ocean like and it's majesty and beauty. And like my favorite animal is whales and like these giant creatures that God created is just like, like Mm -hmm. just so overwhelming. So art is a good one that we probably don't talk about enough. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh yeah, and throughout the history of the church, there's tons of beautiful art that has been done, and um, especially uh, in spaces and times in our history where people were illiterate and couldn't read scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason we have stained glass and all these things is because that was how people got the stories of the Bible and were yeah. able to remember them. And so um, for some of us, we're way more visual people, and mm-hmm. so uh, try doing that. Find some, uh, there's lots of iconic, icons out there that you can look at but you could Mm -hmm. also just go look at some of the great paintings in history Mm -hmm. and just ask the question god what do you have to say Mm -hmm. to me in this in this image today um yeah similar to lectio divina i've done visio divina and it's the same concept with my spiritual director 
and you know she just has shows a picture and it's that same exact thing like what sticks out to you what do you see and then so and i also highly recommend spiritual direction it is top-notch wonderful well thanks for being here any other thoughts about this series um any other recommendations or questions you want each other to ask or answer (laughs) why'd you set an idea for us we could do mimeo divina (laughs) we we stare at memes memes yes yes god what do you have for us (laughs) (laughs) could be very varying depending on the meme that we that we all choose don't forget this is substitute week substitute (laughs) week there's no bosses here yeah we can try whatever you can't be mad at us for this (laughs) you can't get mad at the substitute teacher for doing whatever they want to do <laughs> no I, th- I think it's been great um yeah. keep in mind if, if you do want to reflect on anything there is uh on our website uh hearing god resource page uh in there there are some extra resources uh that were created for this series including some list of books and other things you could get turned to if you are seeking to go a little bit deeper into how yeah. you listen to god yeah mm-hmm. i want to give you both like 30 seconds to do a pitch for your ministry. Oh, cool. So Adam, give a 30 second pitch for why people should come to Sync. Mm-hmm. And then Keith's going to do one for why people should join a life group. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Well, this is perfect timing because with our young adult ministry, we're starting something new this Sunday morning. Ooh. After the this 10- Sunday, February 5th, 5th. February 5th. Um, after our 1030 worship service, we're going to be starting a weekly class as young adults. And so uh, we're, it's the primary goal is community just to give people a chance to worship and then come eat a free lunch. Mm. And uh, we're each week we're going to be talking about something that uh, may seem a little controversial that we don't talk about in church a lot. So Ooh. we want to create a place, a safe place for people to talk about some, some things you might uh, want to talk about in church. We don't always do. So starting this Sunday, do you have somewhere they can go if they don't write that down? Menlo.church. Uh, yeah, it's menlo.church slash young adults. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Thanks, Adam. Mm-hmm. Well, that was really great. Thanks. I'll try to follow. Um, yeah. So if you are needing community at Menlo Church, uh, one, now is a great time because starting point's going on and mm-hmm. you can still jump in even if you missed a couple of weeks. Um, starting point is where we wind up uh, forming and creating a lot of life groups. But I would also just say, if you're feeling that urge for a group, consider actually helping your adult discipleship director start start a group. Mm. Um, we always need mm-hmm. people that are willing to be life group leaders. And it is not as scary as it sounds. It's not a life commitment. You don't have to be a Bible a scholar or wizard. Um, you mostly just have to like people and be willing to help organize them. Yeah. Um, and we will help you do the rest. And this is a pretty big need, I think, for all of our campuses is to have people that are willing to step into that kind of role to help us form. We've got a lot of people that want a group, not always a lot of people that want to help form a group. Mm-hmm. So um, that'd be my encouragement to you is think about what would it look like for me to just form a little pocket of community where I'm at. That's awesome. Thanks. Well, thanks again for being here, guys. Mm-hmm. This Sunday, um, Along with the Sank ministry, mm-hmm. uh, we started a new series, our new senior pastor. How long do we say new senior pastor for? He, yeah. Mm. After the series. After the After series, the series? Yeah. Okay. yeah. He's got to preach twice in a row, <laughs> and it. then he's no longer the okay. new senior pastor. Then he's the old senior old, pastor. Old, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Warnings in the Waiting starts this Sunday. It's two weeks. Uh, Phil Eubank will be preaching. You're not going to want to miss it. Head to one of our campuses. Watch us online. Join us next week for a Menlo Midweek with him. Also, Phil in the U-Blank with him and his wife, Alyssa, will be there as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. See you, everybody. Bye. Well, thanks so much for listening. And our hope is that this helps you connect deeper to Menlo Church throughout the week. We believe church doesn't just happen on Sundays, and this is just one of the ways you can connect with us and grow in your faith whenever and wherever you're listening. We'd love to come alongside you in prayer to encourage you or walk through anything that you're going through. All you have to do is text our online team at 650-600-0402. Thanks again for tuning in. This was Menlo Midweek.